listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Welcome back to Cinema 7. I'm your host, Mario B, and today we are talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. This is our take. We haven't done one of these in a while, but we are bringing it back because I have a guest on today. He's a photographer. He's a very creative person. Him and I always talk about superheroes and comic books and movies. So give a very welcome round of applause for Mr. Andrew Winters. Hey, how you doing? Now, Andrew, this is the first time guest starring on Cinema 7. We're going to be talking about Thor, Love, and Thunder. Andrew's really big into comic books, especially Marvel. We have conversations about this all the time. I'm going to uh, do a little uh, introduction so that people get to know you. All right. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you, prepared? Are you ready? I am ready. What is your favorite anime or TV show? <laughs> starting out hard, all right. Um... <laughs> So I, uh, that's, that's it's super broad because anime wise, I hands down, it is, it's what kind of coolie. Okay. So, uh, but at the same time, there's another anime that came there and it, it's, it's about to take its spot because it has a lot more to go. And fully coolie has tried to continue on with itself and it shouldn't have. Should have just remained the six episodes. It's right. sucking right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the other anime is called uh, The Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere. It's so good. Now, are these like a, is this like a certain genre of anime? Is this like action, drama, slice of life? I, like, what are these? Um, it's a multi-genre. They're multi-genre animes, which is why I like them. Because... Um, so Fooly Cooly kind of starts out as a slice of life, but then all of a sudden lady comes through, hits him with a guitar. Now shit's coming out of his forehead. He, he, in, in the ending episode, he gets godlike powers and then he gives them up because he loves her. And like that is it, it, the way they did it was a pretty awesome ending. And then uh-huh. the whole story was like a, a teen coming of age kind of story too. So you, you definitely felt it, especially if you watched it at the right age. It just hit. It just checked all the boxes. So it's got and it's like, got like a team aspect to it. Yeah. Okay. And then like Horizon in the middle of nowhere, it's a love story, but it's they piled on top of history lessons. They piled on top of it history lessons and um, what do you call that? Uh, economics. Yeah. It's so it's 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 pretty awesome because there's there's one of the episodes which has one of my favorite characters. So the base is like countries are like battleships now. Um, okay, so they're like just whole, all like uh, they're just all kind of on a ship, like on the sea, kind of like the last uh, what is that show, the last ship or whatever. And then there's uh, didn't it, um, was it Peter Jackson came out with a movie where all of England's on like a steampunk uh, airship, or mortal something? engines. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it kind of okay. like that? No. Well, yes and no. Okay. Um, so some countries do still have like land, but there was a great war that happened and it destroyed a lot of land. So like not in the way that, oh, there's nothing on this piece of land. They're like, mm-hmm. it legit like deleted it. Like oh. there's just blankness right there. So they have to have ships to navigate through this blankness. Um, okay. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, it, it's crazy because the weapons that they have on there, it's all super futuristic. And then not only that, they have such a interesting power concept and they're, they're, the world building for the, war, uh, for the anime is unique as hell. Um, so they have a magic technology hybrid system. So like on Sword Out Online where you like dial in like uh, the spell you want to use and you use it, whatever. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's like that, but other times you can just use your power. So like my favorite character, he is the treasurer of that country and so his his power level is dictated by the currency of his country like if his his current his country's currency is doing well he's super strong so like he was fighting this guy yeah if he's poor he's weak he's he's weak as hell okay yeah so during during one of the battles he was like one of his attacks is like he flicks the yin at you and so he's flicking it, and it's like bullet shots. He's like, like gambit with money. Yeah. And so like the guy was like defending against, and he was like, oh, "Okay, I don't know. I don't want to get hit by this, but right now it really doesn't. Uh, it really doesn't pose a threat to me because, like, I can keep reflecting these. And then like yeah. the reason why he was keeping him at a distance with that attack was he was doing trading on his like hub here, and so he was. Increasing the value of his, of the coin. his currency. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, oh, I've done it. And then he was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, okay, now I'm going to show you. And then like he just flicked a, like, a higher um, a coin at him. And that one like broke through his defenses and like cleaved him pretty much. And he was like, all right, That's we're done. Cool. And yeah, it, the power concepts in there were crazy. Because they also have these things called tech witches. Uh-huh. And the tech witches are German. Uh, they speak, um, they speak German, sort of, and then they have these brooms that are kind of like bikes. But I kind of dig fly. how I kind of dig a, how uh, elaborate this lore is already. It's crazy good, and like I'm not even gonna get into how Spain is. Spain is amazing. Man. What are these two animes again? Name them off. Uh, Fully Cooly was the first one, and Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere is the second one, and it they're they're amazing. The thought that went to, into both of these are I'm gonna have to check these out. Insane. Um, the thing uh, about Fully Cooly, which makes me like it so much, is that the story is told both forward and backwards. So okay, is this he, Memento? <laughs> no, not in that way. Okay, but uh, when you watch it, you're seeing this boy grow up. But as you, once you finish it, and you go back through the information that was, it was given to you. You're seeing her adventure too. Okay. It's so good. It's well thought out. And every second of that anime, they are feeding you information, even in the opening and ending. So be weary of that too. I like the team aspect of that, as you're saying. And I like the, uh, uh, how elaborate the lore is on the other one. So I'm going to have to check those out. Yeah, those what's, uh, what's your favorite movie, if you have one? <sighs> That's a, that's an even harder one. Um, 
Okay, how about how about top three? Can you do that? Nate, just name three of your favorites. Maybe well, that's easier. I mean, kind of no, but <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you, anything Quentin Tarantino does mm-hmm. is is going to be one of my favorites. Uh, I also like anything Philip K. Dick has wrote. Okay. So like he has a show that they're they're doing now, and then also Blade Runner, uh, yeah. uh, Minority Report. Do you dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah, that's that's Blade Runner. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so you're real big on sci-fi. I yeah, I am science fiction. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I'm although I'm not a Star Trek person, I've never really got that into Star Trek. I think you would like the newer Star Treks because they're the older Star Treks can be hard because it's you know it's basically story of the week, so it's a different story every week. Where the new Star Trek like Discovery. In Strange New Worlds, they it's um, a cohesive story. So Discovery has pretty much a de- cohesive plot for each season. And then with uh, Strange New Worlds, uh, they, they kind of do a story of the week, but pretty much everything that happens with the characters carries over. So you, you get a sense of it being cohesive. And then with, uh, with the new seasons, they kind of introduce more action and there's a lot more wild uh, concepts going on versus where the older shows, you know, were very much just metaphorical for a certain theme or, uh, you know, uh, government or um, racism or, you know, they had a certain theme to it where, you know, now it's it's more broad and it's more uh, complicated and complex because of the other science fiction elements going on around it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. But I'm also not opposed to that kind of thing because I also um I like the undertones of like that and the nuances of messages like that. Like I didn't even realize that like stuff like Godzilla and King Kong had those kind of undertones. If you if you like that sort of thing then the Orville on uh, Hulu is Oh, I love Orville. Oh, okay. Never mind. You yeah. already know. You yeah. already know. Uh, did you watch any of the new season yet? I have not because I don't have Hulu anymore. There's some way or somehow we're gonna get you to see it. Oh yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I have a way to watch it now, but I, I I don't know how to start from the beginning. I can watch it as it comes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just have to catch it. Well, speaking of science fiction, we got Space Vikings we're talking about today. Hell yeah, with Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Phase Four. So all the movies in Phase Four right now are uh, apparently Black Widow's considered Phase Four. You got Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, apparently, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is going to be in Phase Four, and so is the new Ant Man and Wasp. Yep. And I guess Guardians of the Galaxy is also going to be considered Phase Four. Yep. Let's not forget about the shows either. Yes, we got uh, Moon Knight. Is Moon Knight considered uh, a part of the Phase the 4? MCU? Yep. Okay, yep. so we got Moon Knight, we got Miss Marvel, and we have, is Loki Phase 4? Yep. We got Loki, uh, Hawkeye, and uh, who else, what else has there been? TV show going to be oh, Captain America? Yeah, and yeah, Captain America. Or, well, it's not technically. Falcon. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then, yeah, She-Hulk. I've, so far, do you feel like, because there's a lot of people online saying that 
this phase has been very disjointed. Do you agree with that statement? I think they're just, most people are just used to how the uh, things were going. Um, and they're trying to do something okay. different. They're like, yeah, yo, that's, that's the past. We're, we're trying to get into the future of things. So like, yeah, mm. yeah, can't, can't compare phase four to, you know, phase three and three on down to one. Like, hey, we're just, we're trying to do something different. Yeah. And I, I understand that. Uh, I just think that they could, they could be doing it a better way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, their connectedness with their, with their stories, it makes it feel like all of these have something to do with each other when you're setting up um, a three-part phase. Like, you're setting up a cosmic phase, you're setting up a multiverse phase, you're setting up an uh, Earth-level phase, or uh, yeah, Earth-level part. Um, and they are putting pieces together to set up all these other different uh, things at once, so almost like a comic book, when you go to the comic book shop, you know, you have all these different comics out. They're like setting up all these different phases within these TV shows as if they were comics to build to one big event, like an event comic, it almost seems like. Or they're building to multiple events where maybe the TV shows will be, you know, cosmic or uh, the movies will be, um, you know, more ground level on Earth. and uh, it, it, they're building towards a lot of different things, setting up more of their own world. Universe. Yeah. And, and that's essentially what they said. But the problem is that like most people don't actually like view the extra media on that thing kind of thing. So they don't understand what's going on. And that confuses people. And it just makes it jarring for them trying to figure out what is going on. Because they, like I said, they're used to how it was now that they're used to yeah. it and you're trying to do something different that that doesn't give them a good feeling. Yeah. Cause phase one and phase two, I, I think are very simplistic in how they built towards Avengers. And then now this one, there's a lot more media involved in this phase and it's kind of all over the place to what they're building. Like you said, like you got cosmic over here, you got uh, this over here, you know, so it's kind of, it, two people, I, I can see how it feels disjointed. And I mean, in a way, it, it kind of is disjointed, but it's all going to hopefully come together to w- what each part's building towards. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold my hat out for it, for, for it to drop because, and not, and not just, you know, completely withdraw from it. But like, as we're going to get to, I, I don't like some of the stuff that they've put out so far. Okay, so. Let's go over it. Uh, Black Widow. I actually liked it. It was, it was, it was good. I feel like they could okay. have put more de- emphasis on the whole spy caper thing that they were going mm-hmm. for, but for what it was, I liked it. Cinematography-wise, it was good. Shang-Chi? You know I don't like that one. <laughs> Eternals? Yeah, that one. That, Eternals was hot garbage. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man No Way Home? Loved it. That was good. Like the only Doctor problem I Strange. had was how they delivered uh, the great power line. I didn't like how they did yeah. that. That's other than that, the movie was good. Doctor Strange, loved it. Love Sam Raimi. Uh, he can't do no wrong. And <laughs> and right now we'll we'll do Thor. So looks like we've had enough talk. It's time for the main event. Uh, we could do like a non-spoiler review first, and then we can break down. Uh, Spoilers. Oh, the embargo's over. Uh, we can spoiler it. 
Oh, we can? Yeah. But embargo's over. The, the internet doesn't care. So I have... Especially because it has the bad review. Yeah. It's kind of up and down, I see. Let's let's start it off. Gore's introduction. What did you what did you think of Gore's introduction? I'm conflicted because yes, you they're gonna change the story a little bit, and in that mm-hmm. aspect, they did good. But I just somehow I still don't feel good about it because how it happened. Like I mean, yeah, that's really close to the comic book. It was really close. It just didn't really. Sp- Speak as hard as the comic book version did, so it just it didn't it just didn't feel. See, I got mixed right. tones with it because it was trying to be serious, but then I think they wrote in a lot of jokes with the god. Uh, it, it felt like they're trying to be jokey and serious at the same time, and I think those two tones clashed. And it it like it was a good introduction because we got to see. I think anytime we get to see how the villain is, uh, how he becomes the villain or a villain becomes, you know, what they are, I think is really good. But I think those two tones kind of made it a little awkward for me where it's weird because I'm conflicted myself where I'm like these two tones, uh, you know, I'm like, what's going on here? What What are you trying to portray with this message? And then, but it's pretty good for what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way. Like, it, it is a little bit jarring trying to go back from, I just told this joke to, no, but this is a really serious moment. Somebody died. <laughs> yeah. Do you, okay, so, overall, I felt that this movie had some really awesome parts to it, but each awesome part was followed by a corny part, and then was followed by a pretty bad part but then the cycle competes because it goes back to a good part and i'm like i i don't know how it, i'm i'm just conflicted during the whole movie yeah that's that's literally how i described the movie to somebody i was talking to like this whole movie is just really jarring like you don't know how to feel about it um because like in the opening they did the whole uh exposition with Korg or Taika Waititi, if you know who Korg is, Mm -hmm. uh, explaining everything. So the exposition kind of took you out of the serious thing that just happened in the movie with Gore. And then the whole fight scene was really, really corny. But they broke the fourth wall with the joke he told. Uh, How? How do I feel about this? Because like the the fourth wall break with the joke was was really good. I laughed at that. Cause yeah, because there's a lot of parts. There's a lot of parts in this movie where I, I thought were hilarious, but it's also like it, it, it. I think there was so much of it that it took away from the parts that needed to be serious. Definitely, and you know that is my biggest gripe with all of the Thor movies because Thor is a really serious like comic book line, like two two comic books that should always like even the movies that should always be serious is iron man and thor because iron man because he has an alcohol problem and then thor because he's just he's just a serious character i don't mind what they did with iron man but thor they just they're making him increasingly dumb each movie yeah because yeah because it's like 
you, you feel like he get, he gains a level of development after each movie, but then during each movie, it's like he's back to square one where he's just just as dumb, and it's like you kind of progress. I feel like you've progressed in the last movie. I don't know why you're you're being dumb just for dumb's sake. It's like the yeah. development should carry over. Yeah, like video game logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you just lost all your items. <laughs> there are a lot of parts that I like, and there's a lot of parts that made me emotional that were serious, and even parts that weren't like entirely serious. But I, I got an undertone because of my own thing that I'm going through personally, so I, I connected to it, and it made me. But even the dialogue, you know, it's really good in some scenes, and then in other moments, it's really ugly. Where yeah. Again, the corniness comes back, and you're like, oh, uh, okay. And then, like, I feel like Christian Bale didn't deliver on his acting. And I, I get tons of criticism for saying that, but, like, he really didn't. He tried to channel the Joker, I felt, while he was talking to the kids in that scene. Yeah, because high pitched voice and everything, and I was like, "What? What are you doing, it, dude?" To go back, to go back to what you said about it being jarring, like even Gore himself is jarring. It's like you, you get a, you don't get a, uh, you know, like did the necro blade or whatever necro sword make him mad? Where he he's just, you know, kind of psychotic now, or you don't even get the full, you know, descent into that type of madness from the character. And I mean, I can counter argue myself and, and say, well, you know, the actors around kids and I, I can look at it that way. But there, I feel like there could have been a lot more depth with this. I mean, in all honesty, I don't even think we get to see him that real serious gore kill gods in the beginning. And then next time you see him, you know, he's unleashing shadow demons onto the town. And then next time you see him, he's kind of joking around with the kids and and. I don't know. It's like off and on. Like, I feel like I really, what I really wanted out of this movie was, I guess, by the end of it, because in the, in the, I, I kind of went into it with no, like, I didn't have high expectations. I, I tried to go into it with none because I wanted to, I really wanted to like it. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you should have watched him chase a few gods down to kill. Like, you should have, the movie kind of should have had a lot of Gore's perspective. I, I wholeheartedly agree because that's what kind of made the comic book so good because like when he was torturing that one God and he told the, the guy was like, you won't break me. He's like, I've tortured the God of torture and I broke him. Yeah. That right there. That would have been the scene that to do. And then not only that, they missed an opportunity to really give Thor some um, character development because like in, in, in the comic book, he went on and had PTSD because of the gore. Because of what he did to him in that cave, that, what was it, like, six days of torture he had him doing? Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that right there. And then having, like, he, they could have did that in the beginning. And then had uh, uh, Jane Foster Thor pep him back up to be able to be in a fighting mood. Or fighting, like, you know, mindset again. And well, he loses have. his arm too, doesn't he? Um, and that happens in the future, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, because in in the comic book they took Thor from three different timelines and they had to fight uh, Gore, and they almost still didn't win after that. But you know, whatever. And that's why that's another thing like I didn't like because how easy they beat him in this movie, like and the Necro Sword is a is a it it's technically non corporeal, like you can't break it. Yeah, it's well. That's one thing they changed too is about Gore was. The, the symbiote because he kind of the sword itself is like a symbiote right so like he he bonds with it yeah and, and and i didn't mind that it wasn't a symbiote because they could have just uh-huh. made it made out of, be made out of shadow and just you know hand waved it yeah. over like that i but it still preferred it to be a non-corporeal sword yeah because i think they did really well with changing it to the whole shadow thing yeah, like that, exactly. that was pretty. That was pretty uh, like a good alternative to come up with. But I just, um, my just my main thing with him was you didn't get to see any of his perspective. Like you just get the outline of Gore, and that's it. Like there's nothing in the in between. You just it's a circle that circles Gore, and you don't see the middle until maybe the final conf- confrontation with the daughter part. But it's like you kind of want to see him go into this madness or into this uh, I'm killing all gods thing. And so when you see him go from serious to, like you said, the Joker kind of sadistic goofiness with the kids, it's, it's almost um, it's jarring. It's, it's confliction of character. Exactly. You know, but the character is also a father. So I guess in a way he can be goofy with the kids. And I did like the the scenes where they're fighting Christian Bale, and I thought they were really intense, and they were presented pretty epically. And I was um, I was loving every uh, sense of imagery between each fight. And I, I I just wish because of the middle stuff they could have done with Gore, it would have built up more of a uh, a personal battle where it it didn't really seem very personal, and Maybe they didn't want to make Gore that evil, you know. They didn't want to show him as that that super raw evil because they were going with this lighter tone, and they wanted him to be redeemed in the end through his daughter. But but I I don't know. It's it is a weird confliction of character, and it's not even a good confliction like how Joker is, because you get why Joker's like that. Even it, yeah, even well, like the Walking Phoenix one. It doesn't really give you too much of why he's like that, but you can feel it, and you definitely didn't feel it with this with with Gore in this movie. Yeah, I think it's just more of the Taiki Watiti trying to incorporate a sense of goofiness to um, entertain the fans and not have to be so serious with these characters, which is fine. You don't, you don't have to be super serious or take things super serious and you can be goofy. And a lot of it works in the movie, but I feel like with Gore, you you set him up in the beginning. Like I said, you get the outline, but then you don't follow his path. It's like all these gods are dead. It's like a the gardens of the galaxy view a screen. And it's a, you know, like news reports or uh, distress calls. And, he's just already killed all these gods or these gods were reported dead. And, and, uh, you, you don't even, you don't even get a sense of his name 
uh, they just call him the God butcher because what he's doing, you, you know, it's not like he's being named by something or he's naming himself. It, it's just simp thing. Oh, it's the God butcher. And you're supposed to act like you already like, Oh, the God butcher. I don't know. They like the way yeah. they just drop the name is kind of, they didn't really give a good time scale of how that name became a thing anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, I what you're saying. Because yeah, like I said, in the, in the, in the comic book, it took, a long ass time for them to do anything about them because one gods disappear when they die most of them do um and then two like how do you know your god died how was there a news report on a god dying exactly i guess all gods are cosmic and i don't know well the beast they did show the beast kind of kind of uh disappearing with the gold mist or or the yeah, gold but, ashes yeah that but, that's that's another thing that, that that's a definite big plot hole because yes the beast was there um and then he started disappearing when they got there but he had already been dead a long ass time though yeah he was and, dead and then sif found him and then they had yeah, to go she, find sif yeah and he he found her and you know, he made the line about, uh, well, maybe your arms in Valhalla, which was yeah. funny. <laughs> but yeah, see, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're trying to say, like, when, when gods disappear, when they die, like, what, what time scale that's on. But like, and that, that was definitely a plot hole there because like he, he had, he had been dead for a minute though. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't get a sense of how long any of these gods have been dead or how fast he's been hunting these gods at all. Like, exactly. Uh, so we don't really know. Uh, yeah. One last thing is like, um, Thor didn't know what the hell a necro sword was. That the necro sword was made before all them gods were born. <laughs> like, but he knew what it was in this movie. Yeah, he he was like, oh, I know. I heard stories of the necro sword. Yeah, nobody knew anything about it because Gore or not Gore, Noel, where the sword comes from. Is an eldritch being who was in the void before the universe was a universe, and also one. Okay, I said one more thing, but this is another thing. There were celestials in in um the the city of gods. Celestials yeah, there don't were. like gods. There, there were two of them. Yeah, celestials don't like gods. They're not gods. They're older than gods. They don't like them. Unless, unless they were, uh, like. Odin had his his Odin guard or his Odin, you know, guardian. It could be oh the devast like, the destroyer. Yeah, they they could be like Zeus's guardians or or something. Maybe he has so- something similar. Nah, those are those are celestials. They put them in there purposefully, which was weird. They're just watching, or they want to be part of the orgy. I guess Zeus's yeah. orgy. <laughs> Even though they don't have genitals, <laughs> who who does it tell? They can make them. Okay, they're gods. I mean, they they literally could make them. Like celestials could make genitals, but like they get planets pregnant. That's how they reproduce. Look, it's it's almost like herogasm with the boys, but it's the godgasm. Okay, it just <laughs> just making just making genitals. <laughs> What'd you think of Jane Foster? I, or their portrayal of the mighty Thor in this? I love it, honestly. I I did. She she was probably the best part of that movie. I mean, I'm not even being biased because I love Natalie Portman. 
because she's an amazing mm-hmm. actress. But honestly, she made that movie watchable. Okay. My only gripe is that they killed her off. And I just wish there was... I kind of wanted her to be the main focus of this movie because we've had so much of Thor. I almost feel like uh, like Jane took a back seat to this and and I feel like it should have been the passing of the torch almost instead of so Thor heavy because I guess that's all I'm trying to say is I, I just wish I wish Jane Foster Thor could have been maybe the, the main character. I, I agree just like I said because I like Jane Foster Thor better and I like Natalie Portman and I feel like Jane Foster's story is more compelling than Thor's. However, in the real world, I understand why they killed her off. Honestly, Natalie Portman didn't even want to do this movie. She wanted to be a mommy. Uh, but they, they convinced her to do it. And she was like, yeah, as long as I die in this movie. Because um, they could definitely push her into another movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the Mighty Thor. Um, however, she, did, she does die in the comic book and she becomes a Valkyrie. Um, Which is amazing. Yeah, it really was. Uh, the only thing uh, I just realized when I watched this movie, though, is how they set up the Valkyries in the MCU. The with Valkyries the, with the are just no, 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 no. The Valkyries as a as a fighting force, they are uh, just the army of Asgard. Yeah, They're not they- what they are in like Norse mythology or in the comic books. I was like, wow. Well, Marvel That's kind of whack. <laughs> Marvel Thor and Marvel Asgard and all that is very different from obviously real North mythology. Right. So, but it is kind of cool. I did like the stuff with the children, but it I felt like, I don't know, maybe because everyone in this movie is a parent that they had to f- cuz I I heard that they put a lot of all their children in the movie. Yeah, Thor's actual child was in the movie yeah chris hemsworth child's in the movie or maybe both his kids and then uh I, it's just a weird time for this movie to come out because of the whole raid wade versus roe and abortion thing and then this whole movie just felt like a whole parenting advertisement to me yeah that was that's uh love is his daughter and or his real daughter the uh oh, christian bale's daughter in the movie yeah yeah, that's his real daughter. Oh, wow. That's, that's Chris Hemsworth's real daughter. I thought it was Christian. I thought you were saying it's Christian Bale's daughter. No, 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 no. It's Chris Hemsworth's real daughter. See, I, like I said, I knew, that who, I knew they were in it because I watched an interview where Taika Waititi said, you know, all their kids are in it, but I didn't know who, who was which and where and all that. All right, let's move on to the next subject. Uh, Andrew, how did you feel about the CGI in this movie? Um, the CGI was a little spotty to me at some parts, especially with the helmets. Like you, you can tell they weren't really wearing those helmets or masks. Uh, yeah. Um, I first noticed it when, um, as Gore, he got, he got, uh, choked by the God and like, it was all elongated and everything. I was like, okay, come on guys. Whoever was editing this guy real lazy. Yeah, the the god choking gore in the beginning, he did yeah. look he looked very wonky. Yeah, it 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 was it looked really bad. How did you feel about the final act of the movie or the final moments of the movie? 
Like the second secret ending? Or just no. the whole fact that she died? Just the whole uh, final confrontation with uh, Thor and Gore and, and them going into Infinity. Him wishing for his daughter pretty much to be a god. And the kids getting uh, Thor's powers, which I actually liked. I thought that was pretty badass. It was really cool. And especially the girl using the bunny rabbit to shoot lightning out of the eyes. But what did you think of the uh, the final moments of the movie before the credit scenes? Especially Jane Foster coming back to help Thor. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, the fact that she came to fight, that's that's in line with like what um, Jane Foster would do. That's kind of why her character is more compelling to me, because, I mean... She she's gonna die. If she keeps using the power, but she keeps mm-hmm. using it because she wants to help people. So that that was in line, and I like that. The whole wishing the child back. That then the whole the fact that they used infinity like that was weird. Not in like that because infinity is is the universe, not infinity. Eternity. God dang. Eternity. Uh, yeah, I said it, I said infinity. So that's my mistake. Um, I was like, it felt weird saying that, and I'm like, what's wrong with that? And then it it hit me. But uh, yeah, the fact that they use eternity like that is weird because he's supposed to be the universe, but he's also the gatekeeper to all of magic. So they honestly shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like he only shows up to magical beings, which Gore technically was not a magical being. So if you guys are keeping track of uh, of Andrew giving us some comic book knowledge so far, uh, it seems like it's O for three or. One for three because Jane Foster's actually pretty pretty spot on. So uh we got the the Andrew comic accuracy counter. <laughs> but uh I mean and, and uh, I watch a guy uh comics explain Rob and he 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 usually changes my mind about when I want some kind of accuracy because he's like, You read the comics, why do you want to see it in action? Sometimes I do want to see it in like motion like i legit just want to see it in motion but at the same time yeah i don't need to see the same story over again i just feel like there are some constants that shouldn't change like what eternity is like that shouldn't change what celestials do that shouldn't change uh if they change galactus that, like they shouldn't change what galactus is what he does what he stands for but yeah if you can you change where this person got their powers from that's neither here nor there because that happens in the comic books like i yeah. don't care um, as long they as it's reboot compelling. stuff all the time, right? As long as it's a compelling story, I'm here for it. And, and you know, making characters have an interaction that they didn't have in the comic books, I'm here for it. Like, yeah, Shang Chi wouldn't be so bad having to fight the Dweller of Darkness if it just didn't. It didn't feel like they just threw just thrown that in together. There? Yeah, it it just yeah. felt like it was thrown in there, and, and you know, because I like cinematography wise, Shang Chi was the shit. Like yeah. they did really good. The the choreography or the fighting, all that. That was that was good, but uh, I didn't I didn't really like the movie. And I know a I, lot of people liked it because of the representation and yeah, they needed it. Yeah, I mean I, I loved everything about the representation and the culture and, and the stuff that they added into it, especially with like the the Chinese mythologies and, and all that. I, I just I guess I was expecting more martial arts and what we got at the end for Shang Chi was a lot of CGI fighting, and yeah, that yeah, 
and powers and stuff, and which I understand he's got the seven rings, but at the same time, um, I'm all for martial arts, and I feel like that's a big part of you know uh, Chinese cinema. So I thought that should have been more integrated into that movie. But you know, who am I to say whatever? You know, who might say that? I guess, but that's just my own expectations. No, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, because that's honestly why I wanted to see it. Because I I was pretty excited for Shang Chi. Because if anybody has read any of his serious, his more serious comics. Shang Chi is a badass. Like he really is, uh, and his story is, is really good. Having to fight his father like that, and trying to uh, deal with being the new leader of the Ten Rings. Yeah, I just, I just don't get what because he's supposed to, Mandarin's supposed to be a bad guy, and they kind of like not make him a bad guy. And I just, I didn't like what they did with that like it should have been it should have been him versus his dad from the get-go like that should have been the rivalry and then they kind of made it where he's like no i'm looking for your mom so it's it's almost like the two fighting each other when they did and then his dad i don't know i, I feel like the final confirmation should have been between him and his dad right um like that was that was one of those movies like eternals where if they would have just kept the comic book storyline it wrote itself like it literally wrote itself. Like you didn't have to change anything. It one, it made sense. It was a really compelling story. And then two, the things that you could have changed to fit it into the MCU, it still would have been a really good story. Be- the thing that they did that really messed that story up was that they merged his father with the Mandarin. The Mandarin is a whole nother person. Yeah. And, and like, Usually I wouldn't mind that because if you like, let's take Black Panther for an example, his sister, they merged three different characters up to make her into the MCC in, in the MCU version of herself. She's three characters. Like, it, cause the, in the comic book, the person who makes all the tech and then his, uh, his sister. And then his says, look, not confidant, but like, it's the person who gives him advice. Yeah. Like she's all three it's of those horrible. characters. Yeah, like he, he, she's all three of those characters in the in the in the MCU, and like they did it well there. So most people one didn't notice and two didn't care about it because it was done well. But merging it's, him with the Mandarin was not done well. Um, and, and to go back to CGI, I I just the reason I go to a movie is because I want to I want to believe that these people, these actors and stuff, are doing these things, and I feel like. And I mean, obviously it's a movie, so, you know, it's not real. It's not, in a way, it's not supposed to be believable, but, you know, it's supposed to dis, dis, uh, suspend disbelief. Yeah. So I, thank you. I was, I was lost on looking for that word. I, I was like, it was on the tip of my tongue, but so like there was so much CGI action in this. I like, I just, I guess if I want to watch an animated movie, just make it fully animated. Like I want to see people performing some of these stunts or um doing some of the things that they're doing and i I feel like in this movie i didn't believe anybody did anything and maybe that's just because we were so uh used to behind the scenes featurettes and stuff now i don't know i just didn't get a sense of believability with any of it no I, i i wholeheartedly agree i was literally just listening to an interview um in the podcast i listened to 
about uh, special effects artists um, and how they feel like more things should be done in house instead of CGI. Because, like, think of it like how the Dark Knight series was. Their special effects artist dude was like, no, we're not using CGI for any of this. Like, it's not going to look good. And he built all of that. Like, none of that was CGI. Almost none of that was CGI. He literally, he literally just built, like, some of the craziest stuff. Like, in, in the third movie, the, um, the, the Batwing. Dark Knight Rises. He built yeah. that. Yeah, he built that. And they put it on, like, a little, uh, one of those, what is that like, called? Where they lift you, the, the lift, and they yeah, drove it around to make the it. hydraulic. Yeah, yeah. They put it on that, and they drove it around to simulate it flying. And that looked way better than if it was CGI'd. Like, it's some of the stuff, like, legit, like, they need to hire special effect artists like that, that, that'll do stuff like that. That's what makes it more believable. And, like, it just looks better on camera. How do you feel about Thor now taking care of Gore's daughter, basically adopting her? I, I, I want to not like it. But I feel okay. like they can go on an interesting route with it. And, and they're definitely, you can, you can see it. They're definitely setting up Young Avengers for her. Just, just for her. So how'd you feel about the mid-credits scene? I knew that was happening. Like, before they even, before I even seen the movie, as the, the, the moment that they showed Omnipotent City, I knew that that's what the, that's what the, uh, the 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 secret the first secret ending was going to be uh i just didn't know how they were going to get there but i knew exactly that that was that's what it was going to be uh because they already announced midnight suns well hercules has been thor's one of thor's biggest rivals since uh the golden age or silver age comics yeah silver age so because that's when they really uh put in the sky fathers into in when they was in the silver age I probably have mentioned this a million times, but you, my dad used to have Hercules or the Thor cartoon VHSs, and we would watch them all the time as a kid. And one of the episodes of this old '60s Thor cartoon was Hercules trying to steal Jane Foster away from him, and then they get in a fight over her, and they, it just becomes a rivalry. I don't know how I feel about the actor. So how'd you feel about the the, the ending? Ending then? I don't not like it like i said because you know she does die in the comics um they're like just the army for asgard they're just yeah. normal people so you know whatever they do with it whatever however they want to spin it i'm here for it i'm i'm gonna watch it if it's bad i'm gonna tell them that it's bad but you know it, it's all right it is what it is <laughs> there is a kindness to this movie that i think i enjoy like there, there's a sense of joy to it, I guess, and and that might be because of all a lot of the the comedy aspects to it. But overall, I thought Thor was okay. If you had to grade Thor: Love and Thunder, what would you grade it? Do you have a grading system like one to ten? It is a. I was gonna literally give it a grade. Grade. I was gonna be like, it's a definite C plus, maybe a B. Okay. <laughs> maybe a B minus. Yeah, it, it's definitely in there. I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10, or uh, maybe not a 7. 
maybe a 6.7 out of 10, I'd probably give it. Okay. It's grade there. It's positive, but it's not like super positive. So. Right. Andrew gave Thor Love and Thunder a C plus. I gave it a 6.7 out of 10. Uh, overall, I think, you know, obviously Andrew and I are still going to go see superhero movies regardless of how we think of some of these phase four movies. We're going to continue to enjoy the comic books and, and the stories that they're based off of. And, um, you know, we, we appreciate you guys listening to our takes on this movie. If you have any other takes or disagree with us, you know, let us know. Let me know. But, um, Andrew, do you want to say anything else? Leave leave us off with anything? Um, Look look forward to, to, to Loki 2. That looks Loki. good already. Yeah. I was seeing the little screenshots, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's going to be a lot more uh, timeline hopping. I'm going to have to look up some of the some of those. I I, uh, I haven't seen those, so I'm going to have to Google some Loki 2 screenshots. Yeah, and especially if they put, start putting in some more variants of Loki, because Loki got some good variants. And I need the kid oh, Loki to come fun. back and be a uh, permanent. That'd be kid, fun. Kid Loki was worse than the actual Loki. Well, thank you, Andrew, for coming on the podcast and talking about Thor, and um, we'll have to do more of these together. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Love movies. That's all, folks. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Boom. You're going to have the last words. <laughs> in the house tonight everybody just have a good time yeah. and we gon' make you lose your mind Woo. everybody just have a good time party rock is in the house tonight oh. everybody just have a good time I can feel it. and hey. we gon' make you lose your mind yeah. we just wanna see you shake that She on my jock, huh? Now stop when we in the spot. Booty moving weight like she on the block. With a drink, I got to know. Tight jeans tattoo, cause I'm rockin' raw.